Hi, it's good to be with you all today. And today our scripture comes from the book of Acts, uh, chapter four, verses 32 to 35. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. That's the reading of the word for today. Thanks be to God. I'm curious in that text, that beautiful section of text from early book of Acts, the early church has, I, I imagine is still reeling from the resurrection, from the death of Jesus and uh, this new kind of story that they're being asked to live into. It's not the same as when he was walking with them. Uh, but now they have this opportunity. They haven't yet received the spirit, according to the text, right? Pentecost has not yet come. So they're navigating this season of how do we stay connected to one another? What do we think? How do we live this idea that, in fact, death does not have the final say? But we haven't gotten to practice this yet for very long. And they are uh, economically diverse. We know that they are racially and and religiously diverse. Not all of them were religious Jews before. Not all of them um, have given up their practices as what you know what the scriptures say. The, the Greeks and the Jews, right? There's all this multiplicity of religious experience, and they're trying to find a way forward. And so then we find ourselves at this text. Um, what is the piece of this? that you find the most striking or that sticks with you the most compellingly? Okay. Well, you know, the part that stuck with me wasn't about what they did. Because when we hear this story so often, that's what everyone focuses on. What did they do? But I decided, you know, I'm going to listen to this from a deeper place of what was it that caused them to be of one heart and one soul? Mm. Like how'd they get there? How did they get to be one heart and one soul? Because truly the acts that happened could not have happened if they had not been of one heart and one soul. Mm. So it's uh, so for me, it was like trust. Where did the trust come from? How was that trust built among them so that they could actually get to this place? And what did they have to give up in order to be in this place of trust? That is such a fascinating question. I mean, some of the things that come to mind are, what did they share already? One was the shared experience of trauma. Yeah. But one is also the story of Jesus and his 
life among them, his example among them. I'm curious what else you're thinking about that would take, I mean, cause this is not just, oh, we like each other and we're going to spend time one hour on a Sunday morning together mm-hmm. every week and be okay with not being annoyed by other people's musical choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is something else entirely. So what do you think it takes? Well, you know, I think it, it, it really speaks to the transformative power of their experience with Jesus. Yeah. It speaks to, um, to them uh, having to have opened their hearts to seeing a new way and to being resurrected, you know, yeah. uh, from the old ways of thinking and doing life together into a new way of thinking and doing life together. And, and so there's that mystery of God, the mystery of love is always there. It's powerful, but it also means that they had to say, uh, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm going to step, I'm, I'm gonna, I love this analogy I heard one time, I'm gonna stop holding onto the shore and I'm gonna push out into the middle of the river and I am going to, to let this mystery and the power of love and the power of this resurrection and liberation, I'm going to let it carry me and I'm going to follow it and I'm going to embrace the people around me mm. who are part of this also. So there's, there's this willingness to just, you know, let go and as someone, let go and let God, but there's, but, but really it's like, let go and be transformed. Wow. It so much of that seems to be about being willing to inhabit the story mm-hmm. that you can only let go and trust if you know that there's something that you're able to hold on to. And that thing, it sounds like what you're describing, the thing that they can hold on to is clarity around how Jesus was in the world and clarity around how loved they felt Mm -hmm. inside of that, Mm -hmm. that you can let go of almost anything if you know you're loved. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and in my, in my experience, that's where the risk-taking can come from. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. There's this, power for me in this text around the word testimony mm-hmm. for it's related to what you're saying. And I'm, I'm still wandering through all of the ways it weaves together, but the word testimony has been kind of a painful word for many folks in the Christian tradition who have been in progressive spaces, especially it's not, it's more of a foreign word there, but for folks who have experienced church harm or trauma from um, more restrictive practices, more restrictive traditions, testimony can be really, really tough thing. Right. Yep. And, and yet for some of the us who grew up, like test sharing what, you know, is a natural way of being. And I think about the word testimony and how, I mean, you and I give testimony on a semi-regular basis to elected officials mm-hmm. to community members who are learning about affordable housing and want to be activated around it. Want to learn, how do I do this? 
And so for me, testimony is a positive word because it's an opportunity for me to say, here's what I've learned and experienced. And here's why you also should be connected to this. This is why this will change your life. What I've seen, I, you know, I tell the story of Portsmouth Union Church building affordable housing all over the place. And, and the purpose of that story is not to brag about PUC, but to share the opportunity and to make an invitation. Right. And so I see that in this text when the apostles give their testimony to the resurrection. They're like, listen, here's what we experienced. We can't help but tell this story. We can't help but invite somebody else, you, 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 into that story. You can't tamp down my enthusiasm about it. Right. And how I'm so excited that I can trust, even though I don't know you, Mm -hmm. that I we're going to be together in this. And so here, have have my belongings, have my money, have my land. I will give it away because it's so important. I'm wondering how that feels to you. Yeah. And I think that there's an awareness that comes when it's like, oh, this isn't my money. Mm. This isn't my land. Yeah. You know, the the money is, is part of the system that we are in. This is just one way that we have to navigate in this economic system that we live in. And so, but this isn't mine, this is ours. We belong to one another. We are children of God. We belong to one another. Mm. Therefore, we have this to share with one another. It's not mine. I don't need it for me. I don't need this to feel worthy. I know that my worthiness comes because I am a child of the divine that Mm. I am loved by the divine and you are too. So let's exchange, let's practice this love one with another. Oh, I love that so much. It's so beautiful to think I don't belong to myself. Mm -hmm. I belong to you. I belong to God. Mm -hmm. Is there, I mean, I almost feel silly asking you this question now, but it, what is the good news in this text (laughs) If it's not that, maybe it's something else too, but. Well, no, but I think the good news in this text is about, it's liberation. It's liberation. It's like, we are free to let go. We don't have to hold on and, and um, to, to our possessions. We don't have to hold on to, uh, we, we don't have to hold on to the things that the world says, you have to hold on to these things in order to be of value. You have to hold on to these things in order to be enough. No, we don't have to do that. We are enough in that we are the children of God. And so therefore we can come to one another in that space of this is who I am. This is who you are. And there is no such thing as perfection. So I can let go of perfection. Mm. There is no such thing as as if I do this, 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 and this, I will arrive because that's a fallacy in and of itself. So I let that go. Yeah. And I'm going to instead embrace love one another as I have loved you. Hmm. And I'm going to recognize that 
if we are working in love and harmony together and the and we are doing what is best for the land and working in harmony with the land and working in harmony with everything that brings and supports life we we can help bring balance to that hmm. yeah think about how differently our neighborhoods would work or our city would work if we held more things in common. Yeah. Right. And that means relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you got to build that trust, but it takes the time. It takes, it takes the, time. it takes the effort. It's not accidental. And that's one of the things I'm hearing you say is actually letting go is not something that you can be forced to do. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to do it in order for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's beautiful. I, I wonder, I mean, for me, the good news here is around how story, personal story, personal experience, the lived experience of just walking around as a human person in the world, encountering things, including things like the saving life and death and resurrection of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Encountering those things and telling stories about them changes things. It does. Mm-hmm. That that is such good news to me in a time and a place where sometimes it can feel as though nothing we do makes an impact or that it's really hard to make an impact. What this text tells me is, no, there's good news. There's gospel in sharing the good news that has happened to you. Right, because it's an invitation to open our hearts. It it, it helps us open our hearts to yeah. one another. Yeah. yeah. And so being vulnerable, being trusting, those and are incredibly listen. powerful ways to be in the world. And listening. Yeah, mm-hmm. coming from a place of listening, a posture mm-hmm. of listening as opposed to, I know the answer. We can let go of, I know the answer and say, I'm listening. Yeah. Much more like Mary at the tomb mm-hmm. than some of the other folks who show up and are like, well, that's impossible. <laughs> they don't get to have the good news because they aren't willing to listen. Yeah. Their hearts aren't open yeah. for the good news. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, we have some questions for people to ponder. Uh, and, and the two questions that came up in our conversation prior to recording were around uh, the lens of your heart, which is just like this beautiful phrase, Levita, that you shared So if you look at this text and these stories from the early church through the lens of your heart, instead of from the logistical, practical lens, like how does it really work to share all of my belongings in common, right? Leave that aside. What is it? If you look at this from the heart, what does it take? What did it take for these people to become of one heart and one soul? And how do we learn from that? What do we take forward from that? Um, Another question is thinking about your own life personally, what do you have purview over that you need to now hold in common that you need to share rather than to hold privately? So to look at your own way of being in the world, your own possessions, your own things that you hold privately. And that might be story and say, what, what needs to be more in common in this world now? So what did it take for them to get this way? 
And what do you now need to do with yourself? Uh, Think about those questions, reflect on them, spend time with them in your small groups or at home by yourself or with your family. Ask them of yourself and other people. And we, by sharing them, by sharing our story, can also liberate ourselves and come to a new way of being that's more transformed and transformative. Uh, LaVita, would you be willing to pray for us as we go into the rest of whatever this week holds? Yes. Thank Thank you. you. I will. Loving mother and father of us all, source of life in whom we live, breathe, and have our being. We are here today with open hearts. We thank you for showing us the way and for extending to us the invitation to enter in and to trust, to build community and to be life and love in the world today. This week as we go through each day And as we enjoy all that you have shown us through the earth, through your creation, we invite your wisdom to transform us and to connect us in ways that are new and in ways that sustain your vision, our vision for a world that is knit together in love. We give gratitude and blessings for one another and for life. In the name of all that is good, amen. Amen. Thanks, Levita. It's so good to get to have this conversation with you and to have an excuse to talk about this story with you too. Thank you for doing this with us and for us. Thank you for inviting me to do this with you. (laughs) Pleasure. And I know I'll be joining Salt and Light Lutheran and the Levin community on May 2nd. So uh, it's a little bit of a mutual sharing of conversation. Totally. Let me sing the benediction to the church. And that's how we will wrap up this morning. Friends, you know, this benediction, if you want to sing along at home, uh, hopefully it's familiar to you. And if you don't know the words, it's at least already familiar to your heart and your spirit. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make God's face to shine upon you and be gracious, gracious, gracious to you. The Lord lift up God's countenance upon you and give you give you, give you peace. 
Go now to love and serve the Lord wherever you find yourself with all people and in all places. Be safe. Amen. Have a good week, friends.